0: Welcome to Best Laid Plans, the podcast about planning, planners, planning techniques, and anything planner-adjacent. This is Sarah Hardunger, and I'm coming at you towards the end of the year. I have to admit, I had been thinking about doing an episode focused on goal-setting for quite some time and found myself a bit blocked. I'm not sure what it is. This year has been a little bit different, and I'm sure it's been that way for all of us listening to this podcast, and maybe you too have struggled with setting your goals for 2021 delving in a little bit to why. I don't know. Part of me thinks that it's just that there is so much more uncertainty in what the coming year might look like. We don't know if perhaps the year will open up halfway through and we'll be able to get to things that we've been thinking about for a long time. Or maybe it's going to look a lot more like 2020 with you know, limited options for certain things based on how the pandemic goes. We definitely have a lot more I don't know, just blank space, thinking about what the year is going to look like, when a vaccine might be rolled out, whether it's going to work, whether this pandemic's going to come to a close, what things are going to look like politically, just a lot of uncertainty. And so I think that makes goal setting more difficult because you're trying to paint your goals onto kind of a blurry background. The other thing is that I think many of us, including myself, feel a little bit burned or scarred by our 2020 goal setting process. It actually pains me a bit to look back at the goals I set in the end of 2019, thinking about how wonderful the year 2020 was going to be. I was turning 40, or I did turn 40 this year, which was a big number. And I had the most travel of any year of my life planned out for 2020. Not only did I have it planned, but I had a lot of it booked because that's how I roll as a planner. Clearly, that didn't work out so well, as pretty much none of those trips got taken except for maybe one in. March before everything hit, but that hurts to look at a little bit and doesn't make me as excited to set those kinds of goals for 2021. Again, not at all saying that I deserve any pity for not being able to travel. That was obviously the case of all of us. I'm just trying to explain, you know, why it feels different trying to look forward this year. Just because it looks different though, doesn't mean that it's not worth doing. I think I made up the phrase pandemic proof when I recently uh, was a guest on another podcast. We need to pandemic proof our goals for 2021. We need to think about things that, despite a backdrop of uncertainty, we could still enjoy or get done. And it doesn't depend on outside factors to come into any sort of specific configuration in order to you know, achieve things that we wanna achieve, whether those are new habits or you know, new goals that we want to reach or projects we want to complete. So for 2021, I definitely am going to be setting my goals with the idea that the pandemic might last the entire 12 months. It would be lovely to be pleasantly surprised and have things be more available like travel towards the end of the year or even mid-year, we can fantasize about that. But for right now, I'm going to go with what is certain. And what is certain is I can do things outdoors. I can do things with my family. I can do things within my home. And there are really plenty of things I can still do under the circumstances. To review, I tend to use what I call nested goals lists. And what I mean by that is that each list has a list kind of above it that I look at as I start to make it. So to make my daily list, I start by looking at my weekly list and my calendar. To make my weekly list, which I do pretty much at the end of each week, sometimes on Monday morning, sometimes on Sunday, I start by looking at my monthly list as well as the weekly list from the week before. When I make my monthly list, I look at my quintiles list, as well as my list from the month before. To make my quintiles list, and if we remember, that's kind of my version of quarters. I've just divided the year into five based on the school calendar, because that's kind of the rhythms that define my life. But to make that list, I look at the quintile before, and I look at my yearly list, as well as a someday maybe list, which is very David Allen inspired. So basically, that means the yearly list feels a little bit high stakes because it's kind of the list that gives birth to all of the other lists. That said, you have to remember that all of the things from each of those other lists don't come from the yearly list. The yearly list might have big dreams in it or things you really don't want to forget about, but you're also going to be coming up with things ad hoc as they come up. You might think of something to add to your Sunday list that then gets added to something else, or you might just have something pop into your brain right before the month of March begins that you want to add to March. I think if you have the pressure in mind that every single big thing you're going to accomplish in the next coming year is going to come out of your yearly list, it makes the list a lot harder to write. Instead, think of the yearly list as a starting point or a list of things that you really don't want to forget about as you move throughout the year. Anyway, it's not realistic because you don't know what opportunities will come up. And if you decide that you're not going to add anything to your plate that wasn't on your yearly list, you might say no to things that end up being really valuable. So I think you have to build in that flexibility and that expectation that the yearly list is going to be incomplete. That said, I still think it's worth doing in part because when you're making all those other lists, it's really nice to have a starting point. It may be a place for your brain to start thinking about other dreams. It may be just sort of a baseline vision that you want to shoot towards. And there might be some really big goals that you want to be thinking about kind of on a regular basis and having them on that yearly list, which is the one you're going to refer to, you know, quite frequently in a way because it's always going to be there at the beginning of your planner or in your notes app reminding you what you were thinking about for the year. It's a great place to put things that you just don't want to fall aside accidentally. So this year, the way I approached goal setting was fairly similar to other years, but I needed a little bit more of a push, I'll be honest, because I just wasn't as excited about doing it perhaps as I typically am. I set aside some time and that was helpful. I did sort of allow myself to start thinking about things during that time, but that wasn't enough. I needed to also add some accountability to my time that I spent creating these goals. So I gave myself a reason to finish. In my case, that turned out to be a podcast episode. Not this podcast, although I'll be happy to share some of my goals in a future episode because I think listening to other people's goals can be very inspiring when you're creating your own. But my other podcast, Best of Both Worlds, we have a goals episode that airs in late December. So I believe it airs on the, either the 22nd or the 29th this year. So you'll be able to listen to those. But I had a deadline because I knew that we were going to record it. And I needed to be able to share those goals with my podcast recording partner. So that may not apply to all of you, although I'm sure there are more than a handful of aspiring or active podcasters in this audience, but it probably does apply to some that you could set up some kind of accountability date. Maybe you and your partner will have a fun, you know, let the kids watch a movie if you have kids or just make a nice dinner and talk about the goals that you want to look forward to in the next year. It is important to talk about those things with your significant others in terms of coordination and support. So that might be a way of giving yourself a deadline. You could also use kind of, there's so many online accountability groups and, and areas on Instagram. So perhaps one of those communities would help you. I know that I just became a Patreon member of one of my favorite planning podcasts, Planners and Wine. So they have some goal setting resources there. And perhaps I don't really do social media, but if I did, that would be a fun place to go ahead and share the things I was thinking about. I also welcome you right now to give yourself a deadline and list them on my blog. I would love to see your goals or send them to me in an email. So there you go. Accountability right there, even if you don't have those mechanisms built into your life. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, plans50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick, and what I'm hoping to wear all season, is the dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase, and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. The third thing, so after setting itself time, giving yourself a reason to finish, I think the third thing that helps make goal setting feel manageable for the year is to think about categories. It's very overwhelming to just sit there and say, okay, what am I going to do in 2021? Like that just feels vague, big, like I have to come up with some, I don't know, global things that are just probably beyond my scope of thinking right now. But if you're thinking more about categories, things can feel a lot more manageable. So here are some of the categories that I think about when I'm creating goals. You could do a relationships category that could include friends, family, your significant others, people that you work with, any kind of relationships in your life. Are there things you want to do to improve those relationships or connections you want to make? Or maybe you want to set some kind of concrete goal, like I want to have this many outdoor play dates with this other family. Another category is self. That could actually be divided into a lot of subcategories if you wanted to. You could have sort of improvement projects, health projects, self-care, all kinds of things that relate to just personal stuff. You could certainly have a work category. I know I do. I have one for my real job and I have one for my podcasting slash blog pursuits, which are really more in sort of my creative slash side pursuits category. But you could divide that up however you like and have multiple goals that relate to your work. You might have physical goals, so that might involve exercise or kind of related to health, what I said previously, or maybe you want to train for a specific race or complete some kind of fitness challenge. You might have a process goal, which instead of, you know, having some means to an end, like a race you want to run, you may want to, you know, walk a certain number of minutes or exercise for a certain number of days per week. You might have a spiritual goal that involves kind of anything related to religion or spirituality, like meditation. You might have goals related to family, like spending time with each kid. I know on my list is having mommy days with each kid next year, which is one of my favorite things to do, spend one-on-one time with my children. You might have financial goals and you can be as specific as you want with these, like a certain amount that you want to save throughout the course of the year, or perhaps one specific thing that you want to save for, or opening some kind of college fund for a child or anything like that. You might even just have a goal to track your finances, so it doesn't even have to involve anything specific dollar amount related, because sometimes that's a little too much pressure, but maybe it's just something you weren't paying much attention to until now, and just the act of tracking would be a really interesting goal for some people. You might have learning goals, things like courses or reading a certain number of books or learning a certain skill. I definitely plan on, as an example, to continue working on learning Spanish, which is something I'm doing using an app on a daily basis. And then don't forget to put things on your list that are purely things that are fun. Either they're activities, maybe they're outdoor activities where the pandemic is really not a factor in preventing you from doing them, or maybe, I don't know, some shopping trip you'd like to do or some social event you would like to have that might be doable even under pandemic circumstances. So don't forget some things on your list that are purely fun for you. You could also think of any habits you'd like to focus on or streaks you'd like to try. Some people like to exercise every single day. Other people like to try to meditate daily or I aim to listen to music daily, although I admit I don't do it every single day. Don't overdo this. I think that can be a dangerous temptation. If you try to track 27 things each day, it probably isn't going to end up going very well, but maybe one or two things are worth focusing on and you could think of them on the global scale of a year. Remember, you don't have to list everything here. You can choose some things that you'd just like to focus on for shorter amounts of time, like a month, but maybe there's one or two big things that are worth considering doing for the year. And finally, consider a word or a theme. My 2020 word, (laughs) I looked back, I couldn't remember what it was after all the mayhem that was this year, but apparently it was now. I wrote, and I'll quote from my blog, now, as in not later, as in being in the present as in taking time to get things done now rather than pushing them forward, as in doing the things I want to do now within reason, as in paying attention to how I spend my precious time, as in doing kind things for others and giving time and money now rather than putting it on the docket for someday. So, I mean, one might laugh because there were many things I could not do, quote unquote, now during the pandemic. I couldn't take all the trips I had planned to take. But at the same time, I think that the word now was appropriate because it forced me during the pandemic to pivot on what I could do during the here and now. And I actually think 2020, despite being obviously a mentally challenging year, was a pretty productive year for me in terms of learning and getting work done and discovering things about myself um, and even making some connections, even though many of them were not in person. So you can think about what you'd like your year, word of the year to be for 2021, remembering that you might want to pick a word that's flexible and can bend along with the circumstances since we really don't know what this year is going to hold yet. I haven't decided yet on my personal word, maybe something like finite or time or choice. I believe I've used intention before, but there's no rule that says you can't reuse a word either that you've used for a prior year. The last thing I'll say is that it's okay to get inspiration from others' lists. You definitely don't have to come up with your goals, you know, straight out of the air. I love looking at others' lists. You could actually search for the old Gretchen Rubens podcast has encouraged listeners to do something called like 19 for 2019 or 20 for 2020. So it might be interesting to look at those hashtags on Instagram if you're on social media to get an idea of some things other people picked because I'm not saying you should copy them, but They are probably going to be full of a wide array of ideas that you might want to add to your own list. So don't neglect the idea of using other people's ideas for inspiration. Your goals don't have to just come out of the air, and it can be a lot harder and more intimidating to try to do so. I personally will. Always read a blog post that's about someone's goals, whether they're for the month, for the year, even for the day, honestly. Maybe I'm crazy like that, but I really enjoy them. And I will never skip a podcast episode that is someone's goals, because it's even more fun to hear someone talk about their goals from their own voice. So I hope this inspires some of you to make a cup of your favorite hot beverage, sit down with either your computer or your trusted paper system and do some goal creation. I would love it if you could share some of your goals. You can share them on Instagram. You could share them on my show notes, on the blog, wherever you would like to share them. I would love to see them. And don't feel like you have to write them out perfectly, by the way. You could always brainstorm on a piece of scratch paper if you want to have a really pretty list to look at for the year and then make it a relaxing activity to copy them somewhere where you can see them prominently. Don't put too much pressure on yourself when you're sitting down to create your goals for 2021. I think that's the key thing that will help you actually get them done and come up with some fantastic ways to help you enjoy the new year coming up. Goal setting should be fun. Life should be fun to some extent. Everything can be fun, but we have to remember that. And I hope that everyone finds this episode uh, getting them a little bit more excited to set goals if you haven't already. And again, I would love to see them. So you can find me as always on my blog, theshoebox.com, T H E shubox.com. You can click on the button that says best laid plans and that will always bring you to the show notes. I also have a planning tools and tips with some links to some fun supplies if anyone wants to do some holiday planning tools shopping. And if you have suggestions of fun items I should add to that list, I am always welcome to hear them. Finally, I would love if you have time and you want to give me a holiday gift, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts that helps others find the show, and I'm so excited to see this show grow in the new year. So happy new year early. We still have a couple episodes before the end of the year, but it is one of my favorite times to celebrate, so I'm going to bring it up as much as I can. Enjoy your week, and as always, you can find me on my blog and on Instagram at the underscore shoebox or at shoebox underscore plans. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.